0: It's that time of the week to come in off the bench. I'm David Lovejoy. And I'm Caleb Collins. And we take a look at all things football, some great high school action, college is coming down to the championship series, and we'll take a glance this week at the NFL. Caleb, how you been doing, man? Man, it's been, uh, it's good. It was a good Thanksgiving. Good of course, deal. we took the week
1: off because mm-hmm. uh, it was madness. Yeah. Here at work, yeah. but had mm-hmm. a good time, got to see... Uh, Ford versus Ferrari with my dad. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah man, he, huh? that was a really good one, yeah. and he really wanted to go see that, which worked out great because my wife didn't want to go see that. Yeah, yeah
0: that works. <laughs> yeah, that works, you know. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, did you get to spend some time with family? I did, I did. My sister came up from Lubbock, and uh, nice. as always, every year, we kind of uh, uh, cook for my father, who's 85, and uh, he, he did something odd this year. My dad likes to make 7-Up Cakes. And oh, sweet potato yeah. pies. Mm. For some reason, my dad made an enormous amount of uh, sweet potato pies. <laughs> and Friday after Thanksgiving, I come home and there's four sweet potato pies, four of them. on my table. Now, I'm <laughs> odd this way. I'm really not a baked goods guy. Yeah. I mean, my idea of dessert is a Milky Way. Yeah, you know, that does too. I mean, me. so. Yeah, and uh, so. I just wrapped them up and put them in the freezer. So the next time he comes over, he's going to have to eat frozen potatoes Because I, I probably won't eat them. But I might give them away. Who knows what? But yeah, had way too many sweet potato wow. pies in my Did he say why? No, he just decided just, to make that many. I'm making sweet but potato What he pies. does is he... And he does it odd. I think is odd. He takes the whole potatoes, the sweet potatoes. Okay. And he doesn't peel them or skin them. And really? he puts them in a pot and lets them cook. And then he takes them out and peels them. And then he mashes them. And so... It's the it, same thing. We do this every year. It's not very many who celebrate Thanksgiving in my home. And, uh, you know, I, I got a tub of mashed potatoes still <laughs> yeah. that I'm going to have to feed to the dog or something. Uh-huh. We cook like we're feeding the Army. It's a lot yeah. of leftovers. But had a great time. Got to watch some football. And, mm-hmm. yeah. man, if you look at some of the things that are going on around here in high school football, uh, got to give a tip of the hat to to Bushland. They had a great season. An undefeated squad. They, they they play quite well, and they just couldn't do it. Couldn't do in it in overtime. In no less. overtime. That's got a that takes a bite out of you. That
1: doesn't does, man. doesn't it? And hey, well, you know, it, it's. A, I thought Bushland was going to go further. I, did but too. I did There's too. no cupcakes at this stage. No, no. Everybody's, everybody's made it through a couple rounds of playoffs. You got the real McCoys in now. That's that, and uh, who would you
0: say is the surprise team right now? Who's who has surprised you? Tascosa. Yeah, yeah, it has to be, man. It has to be Tascosa. Same thing
1: we were saying last year. I wonder if, because I know in 6A they don't split up divisions Mm -hmm. until the playoffs start. Right, right. So you're playing everybody from 6A. You're playing schools bigger than you. Yeah. So that that maybe that kind of uh, tarnishes their regular season record, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit better than we suspect. Right, right. But 46-14 to 14 against Marcus, I don't care. That blew me away. Man. Wow, that was that amazing. i just,
0: I just blown away with how well Tascos is doing. And the thing is, it's not like they run, run one of these spread offenses. They run like basically a veer-type option kind of thing going on. A lot of quarter, the quarterback, you know, he averages like, I think he's, they said he's close to like 2,000 yards this season. Isn't it interesting? It seems like maybe
1: five, ten years ago, we saw every mm-hmm. Texas high school almost go to spread, spread offense. Spread, yeah. And now it's kind of like we're settling back mm-hmm. down. Coaches are trying to find ways around the spread, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And teams that, that have gotten used to seeing this spread for the past decade, now they're having to defend a little bit of option. Yeah. I like it. You have
0: played some smash mouth. You have to get up and tackle. It's not just – it's going to run the clock and just throw and throw and throw. You're going to have to deal with some blockers, some double teams, some pulling guards, uh, mm-hmm. a fullback coming downhill at you. So I like it, too. That's the kind of football I enjoy seeing. But, uh, you know, it'd be nice if it made a comeback. But Tascosa, man, hats off. You're by far the surprise team so far in the playoffs uh, moving forward. Other big games that took place, uh, of course, Canadian they continue their uh yeah. their kind of march through the world there. It's just poor Cisco. Yeah, they didn't see that one coming, <laughs> did they? You know, and 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 uh, Dumas goes on to play Springtown this week. They uh, had
1: a big matchup, yeah. the kind of the one everybody was waiting for last yep. week. The undefeated mm-hmm. there in foray was uh yep. Decatur and Dumas, and Dumas came out by a field goal over yeah, a, yeah, a game. That's awesome. But yeah. looking forward to seeing I think that was maybe the, the toughest contest they're going to have think so? until maybe they get to the final round. Of course, like we said, there's no cupcakes. No, no, nothing's easy at this point. I don't think Springtown is as tough as Decatur was. Really? So I think Dumas could really go, go the this I think we could see them in That'd Arlington. Be nice.
0: That'd be nice. Now, Stratford, they handle business, and they go on to take on Wink, who's always tough. Yep. And that game will be a Friday night. Stratford,
1: yeah. I don't remember them being that great last year, no. but they took out the team that went to state this week. Last year, Groover yeah, yeah. wasn't really that mm-hmm. close either. What, 25-6? Yeah, to Yeah, they handled them. Yeah. Ended up being the score on that one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, that's another team, too, that I think we could see in Arlington because I think Wink, I just
0: I don't think they're quite as good as Groover is. No, no, and, and it's amazing. Stratford is that we talked about, you know, how Tascosa kind of smashes the ball. That's what Stratford did for years. Right. Line yeah. up, and now they're kind of spreading it out. So to see that trickle down to a smaller school now spreading out while well, you got a six A school that says we're gonna we're gonna just try to hit you in the mouth every play.
1: It's kind of interesting that's seeing weird. the
0: evolution, how it goes, is isn't weird, it? Man, and both weird. teams are doing great this year. Doing great. Year. Uh, Wellington. This is a team we talked about during the uh, regular season, and they played well one. Week and the next week they'd be down. It was up and down. They're going on. They're going on to Hamlin uh, in the next round of the playoffs. So that's kind of like whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, that's good to see too. Is it is? Here's the big one here. McLean. McLean put it on White Deer last week. Yeah, and now they're moving back up. They're going to ranking.
1: and that's a number one versus that's number, a number two game. Number one versus two, top two teams that's in the, the state, ranking wise, right there. That's going to be a that's lot of fun. Be a Each has one loss. Mm-hmm. They were both, I think, uh, McLean lost in September, yep. mm-hmm. and Rankin lost first week of uh, of October. So those losses are long gone history. Long time ago. Yeah. Man, these are two really, world, really man. good teams. That's going to be a lot of fun in six man.
0: Who is your odds-on favorite? If we're just taking a look from the outside, looking in, who do you think has the best chance of moving on down the road, making it down to Arlington? If
1: I had to pick one, I would probably say McLean. Yeah. Even though you're facing number two this week, Mm -hmm. just so impressed with what they did last year and what they're doing this year, but of course. You got to go with the old-time favorite yeah. Canadian, and they're p- facing a tough team. They're facing number three, Abernathy, yeah. as we used to yeah. call them yeah. back in my high school days. Mm-hmm. Abernathy, twelve and one, seven o'clock Friday night at. Uh, and so it, it's not in Kimbrough; it's in Buffalo Stadium. It's in the new stadium. They get to play on the oh, new cool. field. That'll so, be nice. uh, if you want to enjoy some high school football, go on down there to Canyon. And the it's, uh, it's new stadium is right there on Russell Long, right, yeah, there, it's right uh, there on the campus. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can uh, really nice. Yeah. You can go check out some good football. Canadian mm-hmm. and Abernathy, those are going to be two really good teams. But I think I would probably Absolutely, pick Canadian.
0: Yeah. And they both beat the crap. I mean, Abernathy yeah. put it on Friona 62 14. They did. And, and Canadian put up 55 against Cisco to yeah. their 28. So it, this could be either a 6 to 7 game. Or it could be a 100-point score. Yeah. It, we'll just have to see. Gonna, so go check it, it out. It's going to be madness either way. Hats off to teams like Bushland, West Texas, Randall. They bowed out. White Deer after great seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to admire those kids, because, especially like Randall. You weren't even supposed to be there. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Vega, great job, Vega. Uh-huh. They did a good Kroom job this takes year. Seat. Uh, and so the winners go on, and we go to the next level. You've got a soapbox you need to climb up on, don't you
1: well, you know I was watching football this mm-hmm. week uh, of course Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, like I said, family was in town like they always are and we got to watch some football together and there was a couple of things that I noticed first <laughs> off you know what and I didn't even I didn't even think about this until just now there was a play I was watching Bedlam Saturday right. night mm-hmm. and it was still early on it was before it kind of got out of hand and oh you kind of ran off with right. it right. Um, I watched, David, what you and I would have called the perfect tackle back uh, in our days. Yeah, yeah. And the the annoying thing about it is, I think that is still the perfect tackle. That was the tackle that I was coached to make as a kid. It It was called targeting. Mm -hmm. Player was ejected for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. The annoying thing to me was, he didn't even aim for the guy's helmet. He hit him, the back of the tackler's helmet, Mm -hmm. hit this guy in the face mask, and it did. It knocked his head back. But the problem I have with it, A, is I have a problem with any sort of of rules or penalties that make me not want to, that that tarnish the sport, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my problem with the NFL now and the sack rule. That
0: and the interference rule.
1: And the interference rule, too. If it wasn't for me watching with my dad, I'd have turned the game off. Yeah, right you've then. been done with I'm, it. I'm i yeah. I'm so tired of yeah. stupid calls, and you have just penalized this kid mm-hmm. for making the perfect tackle. Yeah. And if he I saw that, if he didn't make that tackle, yeah, he'd still be running. He'd yeah, he'd still be running. He'd have been gone. Yeah. And that just really ticked me off. So that was that was one thing I I absolutely think yeah. we need to protect these kids. From concussions.
0: But we still need to play the game.
1: We still need to be able to play the game. We need to be Mm -hmm. able to find a middle ground. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. the NFL. Like you said, you know, uh, pass interference, it's a thing. It happens. You need to call it. But it's getting ridiculous at this point. To the point that it just makes you want to turn the game off whenever you see that. You don't want to deal with it. other thing that really ticked me off, I was watching the A&M game Mm -hmm. and LSU. Wow. Yeah. They handled the Aggies.
0: Disappointed with the Aggies a little bit this year.
1: For the second straight mm-hmm. week, too, because and you know, they've got the best paid uh coach in college football, and I'm still not Jimbo. seeing that come yeah. through. But yeah. for the second week, the Aggies are blatantly
0: faking injuries. Oh, oh my god. I don't want to watch a soccer game on TV. No, no. That's it. That's it, man. And I don't and that's one of the people say, Well, why don't you like that? And I said, Because you see grown men barely get touched, and yeah. fall out. You know, and the NBA had that problem a couple of years ago, and they brought in the flopping rule. If you purposely flop, they're going to reverse the call. They're going to give the call to the other team and let yeah. them do free throws. When you do that, and I know oh you're trying to save the clock or you're trying to slow down the play. Come on, man. That That defeats the spirit of the game. And the annoying thing
1: about it, too, is in football, I'm trying to think how you would manage that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we hear, you know, baseball has unwritten rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Football has almost none of them. Right, right. But one of them has always been: you don't fake an injury. You don't fake an injury to get a timeout. You you, do your it. team ha- has always held you that standard. Mm-hmm. If you ever faked an injury. All the way down to middle school level, even I remember coming off the field. You would get ridiculed by yeah, your team. What are you doing, faking an injury? Yeah, get up, get out of here. You don't want to play the rest of the game. Fine, I'll get somebody that does want to play the rest of the game. But now it's a clock management thing. Oh god! So I don't know. Do would it make because they're stopping the clock? Mm-hmm. They fall over. They stop the clock. Yeah, you can't just keep playing and run over and them. run over them. Yeah. You can't do that. Do you do you try to? To guess intent and and say he, you, you five said, yard penalty. You said the tough thing right there. Guessing In, intent. guessing
0: intent. I don't I don't like to see that. It, but but it, it, it's kind of apparent. And I, I saw a couple games this weekend where the guys just doubled over, and by the time the trainers get there, he hops up and he's trying. Yeah, off and he's he perfectly
1: fine. And, and then he comes back even, the next play. He came. The, the The one I saw looked just like they did last week. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to hide it or anything. Right. It's just brazen. He you know. Finishes the play, gets out of the huddle, he's ready to go, and he's looking fine, he's moving fine, and then just all of a sudden falls over. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah nothing's wrong can't with you. That, Get man. up. You can't and it, do that, It worries me so much. That is going to be... It's been detrimental to soccer, yeah. Yeah. and it's going to be detrimental to football if that continues to grow. The Aggies aren't the only team that no, I've seen no, doing it. they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. But out of any team that they I would expect to be better than that, mm-hmm. it would
0: be the Aggies. Be the Aggies, man. And the core cadets, the discipline, yeah. the toughness. You're going to do that, man. It's it's disappointing. It's mm-hmm. very disappointing. It's, and...
1: Especially coming from again, highest paid coach in the league, I would expect him to stop that. And you yeah. know, talking about coaching too leads me to another thing. I saw. I'm just gonna I'm just Get gonna go on roll Get on here. it. Get on him. And then this is not so much well, it is a little bit of a soapbox. <laughs> I've uh I was watching Tom Herman all season long and I was uh I liked what Tom Herman did at Houston. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder though David if he is having trouble with a higher caliber of athlete because this is this is a game it's a business mm-hmm. but at the end of the day these are mostly kids yeah. on that field Yeah and these are kids that aren't used to losing whenever you get to Texas. Houston, you had a lot of underdogs. A lot right, of guys yeah, with a chip yeah, on their yeah. shoulder. Already mad because the big yeah. school didn't get mad. Exactly. They didn't need motivation. They already had it. But now at Texas, you, you talk about it, it's got to be, A, it's got to be the toughest place you could ever coach football mm-hmm. with all yeah, the boosters yeah, pulling Texas, this yeah. way and that Dallas, way. Dallas
0: Cowboys, Texas Longhorns, yeah. two of the toughest jobs in the got to be.
1: And, Now you've got these athletes, you've recruited these high caliber of athletes, Mm -hmm. but you think, what do these athletes do? Well, they grow up in high school. Uh, They're the best thing on the field. Yes. Every game they play, they're the best on the field. They get... Uh, a scholarship offer, they're a five-star athlete, they get a scholarship offer from Texas. Yeah. They go, and it's one of five, where yep. they can go wherever they want to go. They got Texas, they got USC, they got LSU, they got Alabama, and they say, yeah, I'm going to go to Texas. i to be a long They've had everything handed to them, <laughs> and they think that they're going to continue winning every game, just yes. like they did in high school. Yeah. Unlike your athletes at houston that right, you've got they're gonna fight every game because that's what they've had to grow what up doing. Had to do yeah and yeah. i see uh, i've seen probably the least disciplined season i've ever seen see, from, from texas i
0: agree with you
1: there's players that are just committing these dumb penalties mm-hmm. for no reason yeah and it seems like just me watching on tv whenever that happens i don't see the coach do anything about it so let, let me tell you Lincoln Riley, player made a dumb penalty mm-hmm. this week. It doesn't happen that often. Right, with Oklahoma. At yeah. OU, but player made a really dumb personal foul penalty. Lincoln Riley went up. He got in that kid's face. There you go. And he said, same thing as whenever you and I were getting coached. You messed up. You did something you get stupid. Get You're, gonna get, You're gonna get chewed out. And you know what? Chewed. The coach, that's not the coach not saying he he love he done it's not him. He doesn't, he doesn't love hate you, you any less. Yeah. yeah, he he's still there for you. Mm-hmm. You're his kid. He's yeah. looking out for you. But he he's got to get up in your face and he's, he's gotta got be to be honest with you. He's got to, man. And he's got to. You've seen even with a loss that those OU players are still coming onto the field with a purpose. I agree. It might have been different if they lost as many games this year as Texas has, but this last month or two, Texas didn't play until this last game when Ann Ellinger was talking about doing it for the seniors, Mm -hmm. Senior Day. Until that last game, it seemed like Texas lost a couple games and they lost motivation. They lost it, and you hate to see that. You do. You hate
0: to see somebody give up.
1: They're a better team than that, but it makes Mm. me wonder if Tom Herman – Maybe he's still trying to figure out how do I coach this caliber of player because they don't come in with a chip on the shoulder. No, no, you got to keep them motivated. He's a player's coach. Mm -hmm. That's how he was regarded in Houston. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I wonder if maybe he's kind of dealing with a learning curve
0: on that right now. He can't motivate. He doesn't know where they're at. Do you remember – Herman's successor at the University of Houston mm-hmm, yeah. was Applewhite, the other Texas, famous right, Texas quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he was his offensive coordinator. Yeah, right there, and just a scrappy kid. He was the the underdog to, to Sims. His whole the, career, yeah. And so he took over, and he lasted two seasons. And the reason why, they had uh, one of their best defensive players, Oliver, playing with the Bills now. Right, yeah. And him and Oliver got crossways. Mm-hmm. And they got into it. And the school said, "Well, dude, you can't get along with the players. Yeah, so you need to find something else to do." After two years at Houston, I don't know. It's a tough situation, but that's Houston. You're at the University of Texas. It's a whole different ballgame. You can't let those kids run the, the run the team. Yeah, and that's a really a
1: leader. that's a tough, tough line to walk too. To be yeah. able to. To get up in their face, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe bring back Applewhite as uh, sort of a coordinator, a coordinator or, yeah. or an assistant coach or something because he's he's been there. Yeah, He, yeah. kn- he kind of knows the tradition. Yeah, he knows kind of how it how it's mm-hmm. going. He was. Uh, what a lot of people expected to be the heir apparent I after Mac so. Brown yeah, left. I thought so. And he's not. He's just sitting around getting paid by Houston yeah, since yeah. they ended his contract mm, early. Mm, mm. So you might
0: be onto something a- there. And who knows? He took the uh, offensive coordinator that he had and moved him to quarterback coach. Right. He fired his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something he's leaning toward. He's comfortable with Applewhite. At Houston, that offense was, you know, second to none down there. It That's really true. kind of yeah. made him. So, you know, but he needs some help, and he's yeah. got to realize, dude, you're not at Central Michigan State. Yeah, you're at the University of Texas. There's always going to be a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in the show, I was uh, lucky enough to interview a good friend of mine, uh, who former pal, Don, great Texas a uh, legend, and a great NFL linebacker, uh, William Thomas. And he talked about how much money they're paying Jimbo down in College Station. Mm-hmm. People expect to win. They do. They expect to do a whole lot better than they have this year. And this year was flat. Last year, at least, you had some glimmers of hope. You had some good games. They beat LSU in that long overtime game. Yeah, they put uh-huh. in a, a heck of a fight against Clemson. This year you had no fight in the Aggies, and meanwhile they're faking injuries. Yeah, yeah, you're there. not, you're not, you're not trying, man. It's just uh, when you're that team and you've got that coach, seven and five ain't gonna cut it, man.
1: No, and they said when they hired him, look, we paid him so well because we expect him to help us win a national championship. Yes. Yeah, there's no bones about it. A and M said, look, we're in the SEC. We're in what we feel is the most competitive mm-hmm. conference you in move the nation. You there to take it on. Yeah. And we brought this guy in because we want to win a national championship. We're tired of seeing other teams mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, you know, they're coming up here on, uh, what, it's its 90 years almost mm-hmm. since they've won a national yeah. championship. Yeah. They're ready. They're they, waiting. Somebody's got to get it done or, or hit the road, Jack. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, for all that money – that you're paying him seven million a year. Seven, seven and five is what you get. That you is get a quarterback nuts. who couldn't even throw. He threw uh, Mon Kellen Mon threw three interceptions and threw for ninety two yards last year, last week against LSU.
1: You know they. You put that in terms of they paid a million dollars per win this year. That's what they paid for their head coach. That'd head coach alone, down. not even the rest. We're of coaching about staff. the staff,
0: and some of those staff members they're are making a million dollars.
1: Yeah, they're doing good too. Head coach alone, you just paid a million
0: dollars per win. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's worth it. Now, you know, they're talking about, you know, the Cowboys are having some issues and they're worried about Jason Garrett, and, and Lincoln Riley's name has popped up. Yeah. Nick Saban's name—I don't know how that happened—but <laughs> I don't think Lincoln's going to leave OU, man. I think he wants a championship there before he moves. on. I think to you're right. Road. Yeah, I think I, I think you're probably right. I, and
1: I think he probably would be a really good coach for that team. But I think, you might I, be. I think you're right, uh, and I can't blame him at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kid from Yulsu grew up an OU fan, Come from what on. I understand. Come on, uh, he's I, living I, the dream. He's man. he is. He's living the dream, and and he's. He's not that far off, really, yeah. despite yeah. the lack of respect that the committee has yeah. and the fact yeah. that they're still behind Utah, Utah. 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 Come on, man. Come on. Uh, they're still They're not far off. All it takes is one undefeated season to lock yourself yeah. into this yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe that happens next year. Maybe it happens two years from now. He's, he's still in his 30s, isn't he? Yeah, he's a young kid. He's yeah. got time.
0: They let up against K-State. Kind of got Buffalo there. Uh, they didn't play the best game they could at Iowa State. Yep. But man, they took went into Baylor, went down big, and came back, came back, and beat an undefeated team. They sure did. I, I thought they would have got more respect even that week. And now to be ranked sixth behind Utah, still on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Now there could be some movement in that playoff. The rankings came out yesterday before the conference of uh, the conference championships. You have Ohio State number one, LSU two, Clemson number three, who's gotten no respect all year long. No, they at haven't. And the then at number four, you've got uh, Georgia. Right. So if LSU kicks Georgia's teeth in, there's going to be some leapfrogging. Yeah. The
1: question, though, that I'm wondering what happens if Georgia wins this thing? I don't think they will. I don't think they're good enough to hang do with LSU. You think,
0: do you think then they, they have two SEC teams I in think there? they
1: would. I think it would be the same situation as it was with Alabama getting in mm. and Georgia getting in. What was that, two years ago? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm going to say this. You remember with the, the championship that Alabama won a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. They didn't even win their conference championship. Right, but they won the national They title. won the national championship. And that was the second time in, what, ten years that mm-hmm. they did that. I don't think that's—if you're not in—but this also yearns to, to what I want to see. Let's expand this to eight teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree Let's expand this to eight teams. Because
1: you're looking at Utah, and as much crap as we give the Pac-12, if you're a conference champion in a Power 5 conference, I think you deserve a shot at it. I want to see you play. Because it's all, it's all subjective, right? We're mm-hmm. sitting here going, well— it looks like it's a really weak conference, but we don't know 100% for sure What's that Utah on. isn't as good as LSU or know. Ohio we State or Clemson. I think OU is every bit as good as Georgia. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think, think too. I think they deserve a shot. Even if Georgia do. wins their conference title, I, think, I, think, I so. think OU deserves a shot at a national so. title.
0: Look it's, at Clemson. It's kind of funny. Everybody says it's who you play. Well, Clemson hadn't played anybody. They've been getting disrespected too all season long. Yep. You know everybody's making fun of Clemson. But you, what what do you want me to do? It's it's my conference. <laughs> yeah. You got you? you got Louisville, Boston College, Wake Forest, a down Florida State, and Syracuse and North Carolina State in the Atlantic. Then in the Coastal, in their championship game. They're going to play a nine and three Virginia team,
1: and it's not their fault that they're having to play Virginia for a conference
0: championship. Not no and I guarantee you, Clemson is every bit as lethal as Ohio yeah. State is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, would it be great if you had number one Ohio State play number six or number? I think eight is let me see how far it goes. Eight
1: would be Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Right now. Of course that'll probably change with the with the, with the conference championship. Yeah. But yeah. but if it happened today, yeah. yeah. But if it happened today, uh, Ohio State playing number eight Wisconsin, or if Baylor was number eight at the time, or yeah. mm-hmm. or say Georgia loses to L S U, they drop yeah. down to number eight. Right. Yeah.
0: Like a like a normal, like a normal playoff. Instead of saying, oh, well, these four because we like them. And then you know what they're going to say at the end of the day? Well, it's a regional game. Nobody's uh-huh. going to watch championship because they're all Southern teams or whatever. Expand it. it. Expand it. Easy Put problem in to teams. solve. more teams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you've got to start looking at the Atlantic Athletic Conference. Uh, the American Athletic Conference is Memphis, Cincinnati, Appalachian State, mm-hmm. SMU. These guys need to have a seat at the table. Boise in the Mountain West. Yep. We got to expand this playoff.
1: I agree. Yeah, if you I want think, a
0: true champion, we got to expand, man. And, and I don't think
1: American is as good as the Power no, Five. No. But they've got enough really good teams in there that deserve a shot at mm-hmm. it, I would say, because you do have those times when yep. Boise pulls off mm-hmm. a win against OU. Yeah. And, yeah, you're going to get that. And it's a possibility. If you're a better team, you win on and, that given day. On that given day. That's Get a couple uh, at-large teams in there. Yeah, you can do a whole lot more,
0: and I think everybody that deserves a shot at the national title would get it. Get a shot. I mean, and, and I know people are not going to like this. Notre Dame, we need to join a conference. I, Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to be in the discussion. I think You they can't play Bowling Green and your traditional USC staff. I understand those are tough games, and you, you consider yourself America's team. But if you can join a conference for basketball— why can't you join it for football? That's the whole thing. It's just it just baffles my mind. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Because one thing that the Big 12, that's why they when they lost those two teams in Colorado and Nebraska, mm-hmm. they said, yeah. hey, we they went away. They used to play. A Big yep. 12 championship. Mm-hmm. And they went away, and that Big 12 said, Man, we're not getting considered for the playoffs yeah. because we don't have that extra game at the end of the year. Our game ends at Thanksgiving. Our season ends at Thanksgiving. Everybody else plays one more week. And those are the guys who are getting considered for the BCS or the college football, whatever they coaches, whatever mm-hmm. thing now. Notre Dame, you can't stand on the outside and cherry pick.
1: Yeah. It's not, uh, it, it might have been fine back in the day when two teams were picked by a mm-hmm. poll. Mm-hmm. By it, a poll, you're right. That's not the way things are now. And talking about the Big 12, uh, they're still not getting any respect, even, no. even though they have. A, and it's going to be a good game, I think. It's going to be Baylor against OU. But mm-hmm. talking about uh, lack of respect, that game's at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. There yeah. is zero respect for the Big 12. And we know what they got to do because they were talking about it last year. They were looking at expanding the conference, and yeah. who did they look at? They looked at Memphis. They right. looked at BYU, Houston, SMU were all in there. Yep. There was a little bit of talk about Boise, Cincinnati. Cincinnati was in there. They've tried courting Notre Dame a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But at at the end of it all, they said, "Nah, we we don't want to share the money." That's it. We don't want to share in the profits. Okay, you're not going to get any respect if you continue to hoard all the money.
0: Exactly. And if you look at it, the last two season bowl seasons, Big 12 teams have fared well. They have, yeah. they fared well. Mm-hmm. So you get knocked. They say you don't play defense. But when you play the Big 10, when you play the Pac-12, when you play the SEC in bowl games, you do well. They do. So you beat up on each other and you don't Mm -hmm. play any defense against each other because everybody scores 90 points, and then they look down upon you. I'm sorry. OU should have got a bump when they beat Baylor. Absolutely. Baylor was undefeated. This was the same week that the poll, the first coaches poll came out, and Penn State out of the blue was number one.
1: And you know what, David, speaking of that, in the Big Ten, you know where Wisconsin is now that they beat Minnesota? Number eight. See that's poor. they took a huge
0: jump and from you last week. You haven't played. You didn't play well against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You led Michigan. And you beat Michigan early in the season, but you 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 blew up against Minnesota. Yeah, and that was,
1: and Minnesota was a one loss team, and they got a bigger bump from beating a one loss team. It's I don't a get that total man. lack of respect. But we know it's, it's all the Great Big Ten. The the Big Twelve, you're gonna have to expand. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have, you're to. Gonna and, have to. And if you wanna get teams, if you wanna get teams like A and M and Nebraska back, you, you're gonna have to split the money. But you you're know what you're to. gonna get whenever you split that money? Right. You're gonna get more respect, and that's gonna you lead more. to more money because this year you're not gonna get any money from that in. playoffs. You're not gonna get in. If OU
0: doesn't get in, you don't get zilch from that. The best hope you've got is getting to the cotton bowl on yeah. New Year's Day. That's, That's the best you've got to represent your, your league. Yeah, it's if O-U playoffs went today,
1: Baylor. OU would I think they would barely sneak into the cotton, cotton bowl. Cotton bowl. You gotta and, have and teams. We
0: talked about this too. It's time for the Longhorn Network to go away and launch the Big Twelve network. Because nobody's gonna come to your league when Texas is the only school that has a network. And that's exactly why A and M left. Exactly.
1: well,' wow. that's, it's the, part it. it's that's part of. That's part of the excuse that A it. and used. Uh, and A and M in Texas ought to be playing on Thanksgiving ought weekend again. By the way, a- it's at just night, throw that
0: Not see that yeah. that upset me when Texas and Texas Tech played at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because you're trying to appease Fox and get uh-huh. you. Had Come on, man.
1: And you know, I I'm a Texas fan. It's cool that they have their own network. But honestly, I watch Fox Sports Southwest mm-hmm. more than you do because it. they have more regional stuff and they have more of those Big Twelve games. And I have a hard time getting the Longhorn Network mm-hmm. because it's so regionalized. Yeah, it's a regional thing. If you made it the Big Twelve Network, you could expand it and it would you would have more people getting show it. Everybody. I would be able to get it show on everybody. on my TV. You yeah.
0: show everybody
1: that. And the the thing about it is. Most of the time, that Longhorn Network, they're just running the same. Oh,
0: they, they show the same Arkansas, Texas, 1967. Yeah. Come on, man. A- and don't get me wrong. You can I still show that, that game.
1: That was a great game. But, still, but you're showing the same thing over and over and over again. And it, it's not an entertaining network.
0: It year, doesn't bring in the ratings. Every year they show the Texas end-of-year fashion show. Their school of fashion that put uh-huh. on a fashion show. What's that doing Why on Why do we need show? that? Why do we do that? Why You should be playing baseball. Play that thing on campus. WT yeah. does that.
1: They have yeah. their own channel that they play yeah, on campus. That's it. Play that on campus. That's it. That'll work just fine. I, As much as a Texas fan, I don't like to say it. I think you're right.
0: Yep, yeah, that's it. Well, hey... We're going to wrap it up here. We just talked about college football. We'll tell you who wins the conference championship next week. Uh, We've got something special going on. Good old friend of mine, we talked about him earlier, William Thomas, uh, played at Palo Dura High School, went on to be a great player at the uh, Texas A&M, played Mm -hmm. a great career for the Philadelphia Eagles and Oakland Raiders. But we won't hold that against him. No, I don't hate him for that, and we joke (laughs) about that. He's going to drop by and talk to us. We'll be back next week to talk about where Everybody sits in the bowl games, and as we go into the home stretch of the NFL season, I'm David Lovejoy, and I'm Caleb Collins, and we just came in off the bench. I'm sitting in for Lance Lonnard; he's away visiting Miss Lonnard, his mom. Always a great time up there for Lance up in the, the Colorado area, he's hanging out with family. Can't go wrong for the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm joined today by Les the Super Trooper. We got Wong gone back in the studio, and we're hanging out at House Divided right now. I'm fortunate enough, I've known this young man since we were little kids. uh, When we were Rittier Broncos back in the day, Uh, he went on to become a legend at Palo Dura High School and a Texas Aggie great, and then went on to star in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm joined today by Mr. William Thomas.
2: Welcome, William. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, All right, man.
0: It's it's like a yearly thing. I give you a call at least once a year and buck <laughs> yeah,
2: well, uh, Yes, that's true, that's true.
0: <laughs> well William, you, you you've had a, a successful career at every level going up and now you've transitioned. You're doing something different. Uh, I even saw you on TV at the first of the
2: season. You're now an <laughs> official. Yes, sir. It's hard to imagine, but yeah, I'm I'm on the other side. I'm yeah, with the dark and, side. <laughs> the dark
0: side. Now, tell us a little bit about that path from being a player to now being an official.
2: I tell you what, you know, um, actually being a player um, helps me with uh, with officiating more than uh, 90% of the um, time because, right, you know, being out there on the field and then playing, uh, it's it makes it a lot easier to officiate because I know the things that are coming and I can tell what what play is about to come up and. It, it makes it very easy
0: for me. Yeah. Now you, you started not very at th- easy, but
2: a lot easier.
0: A lot easier. Now you started. You started, I guess, calling a, a, a lower level college game, some high school games, and worked oh, yeah. your way up. And now you're calling. Uh, like I said, I saw you at the start of the season uh, on a nationally televised game, calling that right. one. And uh, uh, the path. What do you have to do to get to the level you're at now, calling big Division One college games?
2: I'll tell you what, you know, everyone starts at the same level. I, I appreciated the, uh, the little Pop Warner kids whenever, you know, seven years old and, and on up. And I went to, um, you know, I went to a couple of clinics and, you know, you start moving forward as, um, as you start meeting the right people. And it's always about connection. You know that.
0: Yeah. Everything yes, is about sir. connections. So That's once it. You Who you
2: know? It, once you get the connections and you join the right thing out there on the field, um, and with my background playing, it made me yeah. move a lot faster than the normal guy.
0: Yeah, because you see the thing. You you know when there's a hole. You can see it.
2: Right, yeah. You've been yeah. in that so position. It's, it's one of those things that um, I wish I had done it a, a long time ago <laughs> because um, I never thought that I would like it. But once right. I uh, once I got out on the field, it, it was like, oh, man, this is where I needed to be. Uh, yeah, all the adrenaline rush is there, but I just don't have to tackle anybody.
0: That's right. You don't get beat up every day, every Sunday, do you? <laughs> exactly. That's it. Right. Now right. now uh, you're calling a big game this weekend, a championship game, the American Athletic Conference.
2: Uh, tell yep. us a little bit about that. Well you know, it's just uh you know, the American Athletic Conference is, is uh right on the brink of becoming one of the power five conferences because the teams are playing well. We got we have about three or four teams in the in the top 25. Yeah. And so we that means we have some good football out there. And so you know, yeah. once once you get to the championship games, just like any other uh, conference, like the Big Ten and and uh, SEC, they all have championship games too. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to be blessed to um, to be chosen to be one of the officials for the game this weekend.
0: That's great. You're going to be calling Cincinnati versus Memphis. Other great teams in that conference. SMU had a great year. Navy played great football this year. So that's exciting to be on the turf for that big game.
2: Exactly. You're right. You're right.
0: Now, uh, I posed a question the last time I hosted for Lance here on the Sports Drive, and I sent okay. this question out across uh, the airwaves and, and on social media. Uh, I grew up, of course, I, like I said, I went to Whittier and Travis and my family members, my older brother's a PD grad. I, I, I grew right. up in that cluster. That's why I bleed it. Uh, it. PD hasn't been in the playoffs in a while. Their football program is struggling a little bit. What what do you think it's going to take to turn that around and bring it back up to the level? I mean, as a Sandy, uh, Tascos might have been our natural rivals, but we knew the game was against the Dons.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I remember those days. <laughs> i yep. tell you what. I think that uh, I don't know what type of talent is coming through Paladur at this time. I don't know. Because I know when I was playing and uh, years before me, that uh, there was a lot of talent yeah. coming from from Horseman and Travis, and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of a lot of talent was coming from those two schools. So I don't know what the talent level is, the talent level is at this point, but I do know that uh, P.E. went down. What what are they? 4A, 3A now? Yeah,
0: they're 4A now. They're fo- They're 5A. Pardon me. They're 5A now.
2: They're five a. Back up to five a. Yeah, they're back
0: up to five a. There's three teams in Amarillo that are five a. Tascos is the lone six a school.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
2: you know, I remember you know back then we when we were playing, we were five a. Yeah. uh, We were we were hanging out there and and we should have been four a. Right. 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 Yeah. Because we were hanging with the five a
0: school. You had the greatest talent. I mean, we always knew this going in. You didn't have a lot of people. But nope. you had some of the best people on the field. And if we got lucky enough to beat you at Admiral High, it's because we wore you out. We had more people playing. <laughs> more people,
2: yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, guys are going both ways for sure, yeah.
0: Exactly. Everybody played two ways. I mean, you were a defensive player. And you, didn't you play a little quarterback against a running
2: back? I was uh, a quarterback and uh, defensive back,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you you had some great two-way players. And then, it, it, like I said, back in the day, those same players would then turn around and be the nucleus of the basketball team.
2: So, exactly, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, and, and, how, that's, how, it, that's
0: how it worked, yeah. And it was a neighborhood thing. I mean, it was a horseman. Travis was a big game.
2: You know, right. in middle exactly. school. That was packed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, My mom and got so a I,
2: technical foul in that game. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Your mom My did? Yeah. <laughs> they got heated, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yes, they did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's uh, like I said, it, it, we want to see that school come back to glory. Palo Duro <laughs> has a proud tradition, some great athletes out of there. Uh, you exactly. know, you, Ziggy Hood, and, and, and you know, I think as a community, what we're going to have to do, no matter what high school you went to, Tasco, Sam caprock Cap those of us who remember that team and neighborhood, we're going to have to reach out and go back and, and help those young kids revive that pride, that Northside yeah. pride we grew up with.
2: Yeah, because sometimes you get to the point where a lot of the best athletes are not even playing sports. So right. They're, they're getting into other things that are, they don't need to be into. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, is, that is it. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the key is, like, getting all the best the best athletes back out there on the field and on the
0: basketball court. That's it. That's it. It yeah. takes a community, man. takes that's a right. community, and we were lucky to have one. Hey, William, I thank you for taking time out, man, once again, and being a part of this show. Uh, like I said, every year I give you a holler and you, and you graciously say, yeah, I'll do it, love, joy, And uh, hey, we no really appreciate all, man. it, man. No problem
2: at all. Anytime. Yeah.
0: I always, and you know, you know, you're my boy, but I never can like the Eagles. I'm sorry. just can't. I'm a cowboy. But that's okay. Don't all that against
2: me. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, the Eagles are
0: not doing well right now. The Cowboy fans are happy right now. Well, you know, the Cowboys don't do too well either. So, you know, neither one of them
2: seem like they want to take
0: over and do anything. Exactly. They both keep saying, no, you win. No,
2: you win. So, (laughs) we'll see coming. Yeah. You take take turns. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of weird. Hey, William, thank you so much for being a part. Have a happy holiday, Christmas season. Have a great game this weekend. We'll be
2: watching you, man. Hey, thanks, you, guys. You got to. Have a good one.
0: You can join us every week right here on this podcast and on KGNC and on, of course, all of our Facebook and websites across Alpha Media. In off the bench, we'll talk anything football. You want to ask a question, you got an opinion, drop us a line on Facebook at in off the bench. Hey, Caleb, enjoy some football this weekend. Oh, yeah, it's the best time of year.